What's good, party people? This is Voodoo in the Woods. I'm according to Woods, and he is former U of MMA champion Pius Inela Lobo, better known as Voodoo Maximus. And holy crap, what a year that 2022 has been in combat sports. Like, literally, we've had Tony Ferguson get knocked out, Joanna Jonjencek get stitched and yeah, sent retired. To- in, into retirement, uh, Amanda Nunes gaining back the 135-pound title, uh, Glover Teixeira basically winning the title, losing it to Yuri Prohoshka, and essentially uh, Yuri goes out. Like, you know, crazy injury, and uh, my goodness, it's been it's been a wild, wild year. And Mac says, happy old year. Looks cold there. It's yeah. it's it's California Always. cold. It's California cold for sure. <laughs> but uh, before we get too much into it, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, as we advance in, in combat combat sports, our lives, um, un- unfortunately, we lose some members in our community. And uh, right off the bat, uh, we want to kind of. W- send our condolences to the family who lost loved ones but uh actually just today pele uh soccer great and why it's important to remember pele is because there is so many a move a kick in mma that is related to pele so thoughts on pele hey man pele when i was a kid I remember Pele bringing the world together. Anytime he played, the world came together. Kind of like when when the world came to, when the world came together after 9/11, how America came together. That's what happens when Pele plays. The world comes together, and for that for that moment that he's playing, you know, he brought peace. He was that kind of dude, and uh, a legend, icon, revolutionary. The list goes on to describe this man. Um, he was a godsend, and he will be missed. Not just Pele, right? But we also Not have, um, un- unfortunately, a uh, Russian regional fighter uh, who un- uh, died of uh, of poisoning. But his name is Alexander. Pizarev, and he was only 33, and um, a serious illness befell him, and uh, he's no longer with us. So we extend our condolences that way. Now, coming around to uh, you know the mainstream MMA kind of contingent, uh, Elias Theodora, the Spartan. Uh, he was important. He was just a fun dude, you know. He uh, brought Canadian MMA and. Um, not just Canadian MMA, but like um, the ultimate fighter, um, you know, international season. So that's how a lot of people became abreast of Elias Theodora. Uh, always kept it fun, always kept it funky. Uh, in addition to, you know, fighting in the UFC, he was a major advocate in uh, the equality of MMA. Um, he was actually a ring boy, right? A, a, a ring card guy. Uh, for Invicta Fighting Championships because he was like, hey, you know, like somebody said, hey, it's kind of 
sexist that we only have like women and especially in all female promotion and the mm-hmm. premier f- female promotion in Invicta, we need, you know, we need representation. And he was like, I'll answer the call. And Elias Thigidora, um, you know, he might have been easy on the eyes and uh, the perfect person to kind of fill in for that. And, uh, you know, just a, just an incredible human being and an advocate for uh, psychedelic usage in terms of improving brain memory. You know, uh, it's been a controversial subject in, in many circles, but he was at the forefront of both cannabis and uh, psychedelic psilocybin to improve your 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 memory, you know, the, the functions of your brain after CTE and, uh, you know, concussion-like syndrome. So, I mean, that's, that's a, in that way, a legend of the sport. Yeah, definitely. I got to meet him once in Hollywood at uh, Unbreakable. Nice dude, man. He's, he's, you know, very nice human being, easy to be around. Um, another one gone too soon, man, is just, you know, as as time passes, then it's made clear, you know, nothing lasts forever, you know, and we just got to take the time that we have and we got to use it wisely. Got to use it wisely. This is what I'm learning as as time is passing, you know, I just lost a, I just lost a homie too to cancer this year and I don't know. It changes it changes the way a human lives their life, the way they think, the way the way they approach time. And they're pretty much their life. The way they approach their life is impacted when someone someone that you know passes in such a manner at such a young age. It has no 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 choice but to change you in some way, you know? And I can definitely understand what Theodora's people are going through. You know. It's just um it's a part of it's a part of life. It's a part of life. Oh no! Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's it. And and I mean, kind of bringing it uh, home. You you said a homie. Um, you know, I actually um, since Sean Innes, uh, you know, a coach and leader of uh, Champions MMA, where uh, Darion Chapman, uh, you know, a friend of ours, you know, mm-hmm. trains in the Valley, and uh, you know, uh, Sean. The last time I saw Sean was actually at Bernie Hapolian's uh, funeral. So. You know, we were going to do, you know, he we, we were going to, you know, do a podcast and what have you, um, you know, and he unfortunately passed away a couple months ago, along with Orlando Sanchez, who, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, had a bunch of area uh, Gracie Baja gyms, you know, he had La Crescenta, I think Pasadena, um, and at my old job where, where I used to work at this uh, lumber pa- company in Pasadena, man, like he, he would come in with his kids and whatever. And he was one of those dudes where like I rolled with him at Fight Academy during like open mats and everything like that. And But then to see him with his family, just like out and about shopping, you know, it was a, a different dimension. So, um, you know, our condolences to uh, Orlando Sanchez. Um, also, um, I, I mean, geez. 
Anthony Rumble Johnson. I, I think this, much like the Elias Theodoro passing, kind of snuck up on us. We didn't know how bad it was uh, until, you know, we we basically found out that he passed away. Um, this is somebody who, man, a, you know, what happens if when a supreme athlete that not even trained in a combat sport, just a super athlete comes into MMA, what happens? And you basically found out in Anthony Rumble Johnson, you know, he rode that wave to uh, two heavyweight title contests, one that didn't come to fruition. That was to be of John Jones. And then he did, I think he did two with uh, Daniel Cormier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Daniel, yeah, the the fights with Daniel Cormier. If Daniel wasn't, because some, I believe John Jones was suspended at the time when he came up on this uh, opportunity. Uh, uh, Daniel, if Daniel wasn't there, Rumble Johnson would have been heavyweight champion, most definitely, because uh, he was starching everyone until he ran to Daniel. Daniel hit him with that wrestling. He almost beat Daniel too. He caught him with some some punch. I can't remember which which punch it was. He spun him around. <laughs> I remember him spinning. He spun <laughs> but uh, Daniel being, you know, the Olympian that he is, he initiated that grappling and uh, he took that match. But uh, Rumble Johnson, man, first time I saw him, he was uh, fighting out of the 170-pound division. And then when you see him in the ring, you know, he's, he's a smaller dude, but but then I remember Joe Rogan was talking about, I just ran into Anthony Johnson. That some bitch is like 230 pounds. I was like, what? And then, uh, you know, the legend of uh, Rumble Johnson. Then he went up to heavyweight, and then he came back to 205, and that was the sweet spot right there where he did his work, you know? That's another, oh, it's so sad that, that all these wonderful, wonderful additions to humanity are dying so young, but then you have all the evil ones still walking around chilling, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's sad sometimes. Yeah. I mean, life's a motherfucker in that way, but I mean, not to get too off uh, a subject, but uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson, you know, like, literally one of a kind, you know, and a uh, fighter when you think about it, right. You've been in fight camps, right. He literally fought and won for the second biggest MMA promotion in the world a year before he passed away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't mm -hmm. for, for, I mean, like he was in fight camp. He, he, I mean, like what, three months before he passed away, something, something crazy within six months mm -hmm. of him passing away, mm -hmm. he withdrew from about, I think that was a super fight with like Yoel. At 205? Yeah, he was, he was supposed to fight Yoel Romero. And um, um, I believe some kind of a doctor visit alerted him to what was going on. And then he was out indefinitely until until the end. You know, he lived a private life until he passed. And when you think about it, right, that's, that's crazy. Because the cancer... That you know the Hodgkin's lymphoma that eventually took his life, and Yoel Romero. So literally, you're staring down the pipeline. Whichever way you go, death is almost certain. Mm. And he faced yeah. it head on. 
He was ready, man. He would have done it too. I think yeah. he could he could have he could have beat Joel. Yeah. I really that's... believe he could have won. Because he he had he had fine-tuned his breast takedown defense. He had fine-tuned it. He just never got another chance at that title, you know? Yeah, but it is what it is. Well, again, salute to uh he, to Anthony Rumble. Yeah, man. I mean, literally great. And uh you know, as the you know UFC Hall of Fame comes around, you know International Fight Week, you gotta imagine, you know, Most and even uh, Elias, you know what he was doing. You know, you could say, oh, not his fight record or whatever, but like they've got wings for people who, you know, you know, uh, like guys like Mark Ratner who mm-hmm. helped usher in the UFC. You know, he's one of the unsung heroes to get. Mm-hmm. You know, he he coming from boxing. You know, um, coming from boxing and essentially, you know, basically helping MMA along to each, um, what is it, uh, state state athletic commission across the United States. You know, so there's there's a place for Elias Theodoro in uh, in the UFC Hall of Fame, if you ask me. But speaking of UFC Hall of Fame, uh, there are many who try to claim the fact that the sport wouldn't have progressed or wouldn't be as big as it is if not for them. And usually it's hyperbole. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a few. There's a handful of people who basically carry the banner. You could argue, you know, Randy Couture. You could argue Hoist Gracie. You could argue Tito and Chuck. You could argue former UFC light heavyweight champion Forrest Griffin. But another thing that you could take out of that handful is the one and only UFC Hall of Famer in his own right, Stephen Bonner. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, where would we be if it not for all of those, you know, thousands of people, millions mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. actually turning in mm-hmm. to the Ultimate Fighter finale mm-hmm. and seeing this yeah. war? And again, yeah. if you don't get our sport, that's cool. But I trust you to go ahead and check out this fight. This is the human spirit. And that's what you and I love about this sport. The practice Mm -hmm. of the art. The human spirit. Because both of them were like tired. Mm -hmm. When you think about it in today's terms, adjusted for inflation and what, you know, most people are getting, you know, even coming into the UFC. Like a Patty Penblit, who might Mm -hmm. not be the ardent martial artist. Not well-rounded, right? Mm-hmm. What these guys in Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner were fighting for, you know, to be a champion of a, a sport that is unheralded, it still wasn't on pay per view. Mm-hmm. Now we are in the the deal where on ESPN over the last two the three years we've been conditioned that we're getting a fight either fight and, night or pay per view every Saturday from the UFC and, by ESPN. I believe that might have been the very first million dollar uh, yeah. contract. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I believe that was. And then both of them got it. The fight was so excellent. Yeah, he he gave it to both of them. And you know, they, they both they both got got a a contract that that day. What an event! Yeah, that's it. You know, and again, you know, you don't you don't get that fight because, of course. You know, you know, Forrest Griffin ended up becoming UFC champion, mm-hmm. but 
he doesn't get there without that dancing partner. And that dancing right. partner is Stefan Bonner. That's and right. um, and Stefan Bonner had his, you know, crack at the title, even though it was thwarted. But my goodness, you know, to get to championship level, that's that's it, you know. And yeah. I mean, another they, name, another name. They're already they, Hall of Famers, both of those two. They're yeah. already Hall of Famers. At least he became a Hall of Famer before he left. You know? Exactly, exactly. And uh, un unfortunately, because they're not the only ones, right? We we lost Antonio Noki and, you know, Judo Jean Lobel. You know, the last two remaining uh, members of who was in the ring that night in the much talked about, you know, Ali versus Anuki wrestler versus boxing mm -hmm. fight mm -hmm. from uh, Tokyo way back in the day in the 70s, right? So, um, you know, those two, definitely Ali and Anuki. I, I mean, Ali, Anuki, and Judo Jean, all of them should be Hall of Famers, and they didn't get it, but Stefan Bonner did. So when you think mm -hmm. about that, that's, I mean, it, it, bah, bah, that's it, mm -hmm. you know? Bruce Lee should be in there, like 100%. Like, we don't have what we have if not for those gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, again, um, we tip our hats to you, our condolences, most our definitely. most heartfelt condolences go to you and your families. And thank you uh, for literally giving your lives to the sport that we love. Amen to that. Amen. So we've got an end of the year spectacular because this year was absolutely spectacular. Um, and not to say other years weren't, but my God, like this year. So uh, right off the bat, I compiled a couple of different categories to go in. So um, first off, most improved fighter of the year. So who would you say is your most, most improved fighter of the year? Most improved. Oh. You know. There were so many, so many performances this year. Such high level. But there's only one person that rings loud in my mind. Always. Since day one. John Wei Li. I don't know if there's anyone that works harder than John Wei Li. She is my most improved fighter of the year, Zhong Wei Li of China, the People's Republic. <laughs> I'm actually going to go on a limb, and I'm actually going to go with Makachev. Islam? Okay, okay. And, and the reason why, I mean, one would argue, right? Um, you know, maybe he's not the most well-rounded. Right, theoretically speaking, but okay, okay. But here's the deal, right? And we were just talking, and no disrespect to Stefan Bonner, right, mm -hmm. or Rumble Johnson, right? Because you said if if it was anybody but DC on top, when you think about the rain, what was it between DC and John Jones? That was like a five year like stronghold. There was a proverbial glass ceiling. So you had that was like Austin Rock being in the WWF at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And look at how many people fought, fell prey to those two in DC and John Jones. Right? Mm -hmm. Especially so when you, John Jones. 
Right. Carrying so what, a mantle. Yeah, right. So when you think about it, right? Stefan Bonner got his chance. Rumble mm-hmm. Johnson got his chance, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they weren't able to make good on you know turn their blood sweat and tears into gold right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with that being said makachev was able to do it now of course glover could you know should have got the shot theoretically speaking but glover you know he's just like hell you know oh why right now like i was head for this guy you know i got one more fight in me you know like why the hell it, it, you know, you could say that it was, it's kismet, just the right amount of stuff to happen for Makachev to be there, mm-hmm. but for Makachev to basically answer the call, mm-hmm. that's where he's got my most improved. Now, where, where that, and it's, and it's a, it's a really, um, the only other person that I would think of, right, mm-hmm. is Piera, right? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but he already has. He's undefeated since you know against Izzy. Now, mm-hmm. of course, Izzy is Izzy, one of the all-time greats. If he hung it up today, he's still one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. But it's not as surprising as Makachev. Now, you could you can argue, right? If you're if you're looking at it, that's just like Habib. Beating Ayaquinta and like, oh, is that a title fight or whatever? But Makachev did fight, you know, the one after Yuri Prohashka and uh, Glover. Mm-hmm. So he's still in the top four. Like he would have, yeah, I mean, he he, he would have fought that guy even after he. he who would have said that he would have like trounced either, you know. Uh, Glover, like you know, the other two that dropped out of the fight. So th- that's why I say like Makachev is, you know, from like literally like almost unknown going into the pandemic to mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets money. That's cool. That's cool. Especially the way he won the match. Yeah. Oh, well, the way he set up uh, his title win mm-hmm. with the hands. He, yeah. He set it up with the hands, and then he went and went for the submission. Yeah. yeah, that 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 shows an improvement, you know what I mean. So, it's a elevation of skill. He was able to display that on the highest level, on the biggest stage. So, I, I definitely uh, have no problem with that pick at all. Yeah, uh, McMack says he's sunburned today. So, oh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, and going to celebrate my birthday and New Year's on the same day. Hundred percent. That's right. That's Hopefully right. New Year's Eve and the Eve uh, before New Year's Eve, which will be in five minutes from now. Uh, that's right. If you're here on the the west coast of the United States, that's so, right. That's that. Uh, breakout fight of the year. Do you have one? Hmm. Breakout fighter. I will have to say, Hands of Stone, Poatan, Alex Pereira. I believe. Uh, he 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 fits this mold the best because uh three fights and a title you know what i'm saying yeah doesn't get any better than that yeah he just got here and he's already champion yeah you know uh 
that is that that is that is key. You you bring up a lot of good good points, but you know where I'm going in terms of breakout fighter of the year. What? Leon fucking Edwards. Okay. And he, this is, I mean, as much as Eddie Alvarez, the underground king. Remember, mm-hmm. he ate shit, ate complete mm-hmm. shit in London after mm-hmm. having a showing of a lifetime. Yeah. All the shit that fucking Leon Edwards has gone through, being Jamaican, growing up in fucking UK, mm-hmm. all the, I mean, fucking BT Sport, mm-hmm. they got a fucking tremendous documentary about Leon Edwards. You know, and then he fucking can't get out of the fucking country during COVID. He should have been fucking champion two years ago. Mm. Right. Mm. And then he was getting his ass whooped, whooped, sir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Against, again, one of the all time greats in Kamaru Usman. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right. And between. Like, literally, his fucking coach going, like, motherfucker, if you don't knock him out, we're fucked. It, it, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, is, is there more of a breakout than that? Yes, there is. Poatan coming in, crushing with a okay. flying knee knockout to the first dude he ran into. The second dude went the distance. He beat the shit out of that dude. We ain't seen that guy since the time that they fought. Then he came back again and smashed somebody else. I can't remember who. Then he got the title shot and smashed the champion. Yeah, but I mean... smashed City for Paul Thon since he's been here. But the thing about it is, I'd say how many of those were in the calendar of 2022? At least two. At least two. That's what I'm saying. And Putan looked dominant. Crushing. Right. So I, I guess you, I mean. One fight better than the next. No, no, 100%. 100%. What I'm saying is like breakout. Like, Leon, hey, Leon was winning by decision up until that up until that win. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and, but, dominating, like crushing people. Right. Exactly. Right. So to me, breakout is like when you break out of, out of the pack, right? Like to me, a fucking weed, right? Like a like a you know when you think about Phoenix yeah. rising out of the ashes, yeah. all the shit has to fucking burn the fuck down, right? For you yeah. to break out. Yeah. So that's why for me, by definition, it's Leon Edwards. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you with with the Leon Edwards. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta you gotta. I, I'm with you with the same analogy, but Poitain in this case is busting out the gates like 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 a. What's that track star Usain Bolt used to do? Yeah. Remember the distance he used to put between yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how he yeah. did it. He's yeah. like, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I, he, I just came, he just came smashing through, and he took the belt from the champion. The way he did it, the way he did it, man, he did it with these right here, bro. He didn't even kick him in the head with the most, with the biggest muscles in his body. He hit him with these right here with these dogs. He beat him down, man to man. He looked him in his eyes, and he crushed him with the hands. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. Easy try to he try to run. He try to clinch. He's like, get off of me. Uh, 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 uh. He put the paws to him, bro. Oh, I mean, you, you're right. You're you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Hey, he took it. Both, he took both the title. Both of them has has another category uh, for me. Both of them took the title. No, uh, no, hundred percent. But one so, was more in your face. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one killing you. It was more. I'm the one killing you. Leon's yeah. win is more like a sniper. You know what I'm saying? It was precise. It hit the bullseye. But Paul thought was like he went. He went in with a knife. Yeah, it was a knife kill for him compared to the rifle shot. You know what I mean? One is more intense. Well, I don't know. I'm yeah. just talking shit. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm with it. But I mean, for those reasons that you said, Potan actually has he, he, fucking head and shoulders above the rest. Um, <laughs> Outlier. Head, yeah, no, head and shoulders, but in another category for me. And and <laughs> and and we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to that. Right. Uh, McMack says it's Friday, uh, seven p.m. There, so oh, shout okay. out to you and your your uh, New Year's your- Eve. Your day's almost over. We're just getting it's started, It's almost brother. done. It's almost like fucking <laughs> any doubters on Poltan, right? <laughs> like that's that's uh, that's uh, Micmac's day over there. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I guess there's no better way to segue this, but we're going to go with most I, I, I don't know, because I'm I want to do disappointment of the year, okay, and overhype. But I feel like we're both gonna do the same thing, so we're gonna do a wait. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this, Voodoo. Is your most over the the person that you're thinking of of overhype per, fighter of the year? Is that the same person that also? Is your pick for the most disappointed fighter of the year? Is it the same person? Um, because if it is, we're going to do a combined one. If, but if it isn't, then we're going it to. Okay. It All right. It isn't. So, okay. So then we'll go first. Mm-hmm. Most overhyped fighter of the year. Patty the Batty Pimblet. Ooh. Okay. I if you if you think back, I've always said this. I've always said he's too reckless. You know what I mean? He's too reckless. He gets touched too easily by no-name folks. I don't know if you remember me saying that. No, uh, actually, to 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 be honest with you, uh, and I I want to, if we had done a show right after Patty's fight, mm-hmm. and if we didn't have the in, in memorandum at the beginning of tonight's show. The show would be started off pretty different, and that would be me literally eating crow and apologizing <laughs> to you because I was just like, ah, the fucker is a, a hodgepodge of Owen Hart and fucking Rowdy Piper, you know, like it's fun or whatever. But you, sir, are right, he is reckless, he's whatever. And even in terms of optics, when you're fucking taking a loss, and I'm not the biggest area Hawani fan. But fucking Ariel starts that motherfucker, and yeah. not just not just that, right? But when you when you go into Graham, right? And the, Graham is Patty. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, I mean, last name. But you can look it up. Graham is the guy uh, who is Patty the Batty and Molly uh, Meatball Molly McCann's manager. 
right, but also right. owns Cage Warriors. That's a direct fucking feeder system to the UFC, hmm. which is weird because. And wait, are, are we doing over? We're doing overhyped, right? Overhyped. Okay. Um, okay, because I, I got my disappointment there. Uh, but when you when you think about it, right? In the shit that's going on with James Krause, right, and betting on it. Mm-hmm. So when the lawyer, whoever this is, or the state athletic commission, whatever person that is looking into the UFC's business practices, and going, this shit doesn't look like this or that or whatever, whatever, and this shit should go here. This is a square peg, round hole. That type of shit. Oh, what are you guys doing in the UK? Oh, wait. Like, two of your biggest money stars, one of which you co-headline a fucking pay-per-view, basically is managed by the guy who fucking feeds you all of the UK fighters. Mm -hmm. That's antitrust. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? I mean... At the same time, when you've got a fighter of coaches, a fighter and a coach that has coached, I mean, James Krause was in Megan Anderson's corner as she went for the 145 UFC Women's Featherweight Championship against Amanda Nunes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you got a coach who's also a fighter that had at least one of his fighters in a UFC fight pay-per-view headline that's also betting on fights and has a fucking podcast sponsored by the UFC where he's picking the picks and then he's inviting you to join his Discord. That's right. That's right. Hey, we got to eat. Everybody got to eat. But, I mean, fuck, this could take the fucking shit out of fucking UFC's mouths right now. You think if the UFC was uh, sharing the wealth? You think uh, he'll be doing stuff like that? No. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? The chicken is coming home to roost, man. That's all That's all there is to it. You know? Well, they, he is a product of their creation. They created him. Yeah. If they would have fed him, he wouldn't have to go rummaging through other people's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Ryback, feed me yeah. more. Feed me more. There you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty much it. But you know what? Again, it's wild, right? Because mm-hmm. we were told by somebody out in Missouri, somebody that you know, uh, you know, fancies himself to be, uh, I don't know, the king of Missouri MMA stuff, right? Okay. okay. You know, you know who I'm talking about. But this person told us that James Krause was a goddamn millionaire. That he owns a shit ton of fucking Metro PCSs in the fucking Missouri area. Where do you think? I remember that. I remember. Where do you think he gets the fucking money from? Because you make fucking shit as a coach of a fighter. And go back and look at, and I don't know if Glory's MMA is still there. I would imagine so. Just because you can't fight in the UFC doesn't mean you have to close down your gym. Right. That's an immaculate fucking facility. 
That's raised no UFC world champions. Like if Jackson Wink, right? And think yeah. about Jackson Wink, that facility. But look at how many fucking champions went through there. Well, what's his name down in fucking uh, Henry Hooft mm-hmm. over that, you know, from the Dutch kickboxer going down to, you know, uh, South Florida, right? Started Black Zillions and now he's, where is it, Sanford or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Sanford MMA. Yeah. And then look at Sanford MMA, right? Look mm-hmm. at ATT. Mm-hmm. Look at Black House. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, those championships. Glory MMA, I mean, you don't fucking build a facility like Glory MMA on a, a Megan Anderson Invicta championship. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know how much I love Invicta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know how much I respect all of the fucking champions that come out of there. That is the fucking mm-hmm. who's who of mm-hmm. women's MMA. Mm-hmm. But in terms of monetary, mm-hmm. I don't care how cheap the land is in Missouri. You got to have St. Louis. That's a fucking metropolitan whatever. Mm. So to have a facility that big and that nice on just fucking coach salaries? Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, Dane, 100%. So you got Taddy and Molly and a litany of other fighters because theoretically speaking, if... The way that I understood a Cage Warriors contract mm-hmm. is they won't, if you're signed to a contract, you have to fulfill. So you, let's say if you got five fights and it's like you win five fights and, you know, sell the amount of tickets or whatever, whatever the, the Cage Warriors, whatever. And then we mm-hmm. make you your champion. And let's say you get to championship and win a in three fights. Mm-hmm. That means you're obligated to two, you know, two title defenses, or you go up or go down and wait, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's your five. But say you're right up into a, like a, a a title contention, right? Mm-hmm. And then the UFC needs a short notice fight, but you can get out. If you're going into the UFC, right, you can get out mm-hmm. of your Cage Warriors contract. But let's just say LFA wanted to fucking put you on their card or Bellator or PFL. Then Graham says, nope. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fucking some sort of fucking antitrust? Mm. It's a. Uh... This is what you get when you have such a young sport, you know? People are still out there like the wild wild west mavericks you know what i'm saying they're doing their own thing like boxing has been around for hundreds of years so they've gotten the they've tightened the reins a bit on on the boxing organization but the ufc and, and mixed martial art people are still running their own little schemes you know over here and over there until until laws shut it down yeah uh, these things will continue to to be common. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Yeah, so so Patty the Batty is going to be your most overhyped, right? Overhyped, overhyped. Huh. Hey man, from the very first match we yeah. saw him in the UFC, he got rocked. 
Yeah. He He's won, gonna be mine too. But he got rocked. The second one, he got rocked. Rock, the third yeah. one, he got rocked. Yeah, and it this was last nominal. one, he got rocked. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, he gets uh, in it with a top fiver. Nah, he's gonna get fucking starched. Make it. It's. I mean, it's over. Calvin I. I, Cater, I think Calvin Cater will finish that dude. I think. I think. Uh, dude, I would even say fucking O'Malley fucking starches him. <laughs> Tell me about it. And and you know what's wild is fucking Patty has replaced O'Malley as the fucking overhyped fighter of the year, like twenty twenty. You know, one going into twenty twenty two, you would have been like, "Oh, it's O'Malley." Hey man, after after that fight with uh, uh, Yon, yeah, is it Yon? Fucking O'Malley showed everybody. O'Malley is overrated. Yeah, can shut that shit down. It's yeah. all hate. That's yeah. all hate. Hundred percent. To be able to do what he did, yeah, with Yon, yeah, number one contender, the former champion, the previous yeah. champion. To who, be able to gang with him in, like he in, did? In, and Come who on. in many respects, I mean, even you know, you could have even made a a, a claim for Aljo going into twenty twenty. Like you won the title, you know, by dubious means by DQ when Jan hit that fucking illegal knee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then fucking Aljo ran it back. But what before Aljo ran it back with Jan and beat Jan, right? Beat the brakes off of Jan. He went with no surgery or some shit like whatever. So it called a lot of shit into question, right? So mm-hmm. you could even say like Aljo and O'Malley both would have been like the fucking overhyped whatever. But now I think for sure uh Patty fucking replaces All day, man. O'Malley. All 100%. he does is run drag. All he does is run his mouth. You yeah. Know and and he got fucking starch with, with by Ariel, so I mean, yeah. shit, dude, that's see that that's 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 what you that's what you have when when there's when a man doesn't have honor, he has no honor. Yeah, he should he should he should have been been straightforward and be like, yo, man, hey, from now on, man, I need to get paid. Just come out and say that to the to the fella. Right. You know what I mean? Don't 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 get in front of dinner. Why and start spinning things and start saying other things? That, yeah, that, no, you yeah. Know what facts, like, facts. And and again, Arrow had all the receipts, all the fucking viral chats and shit like that, and voice messages and whatever. So I mean, again, Ariel Ariel might be the fucking personality of the year for sure. I yeah, I feel, and he, I'm not. I mean. He does I, I, like I said, I'm not so much. I, I've, I've, I, I don't want to say, but yeah, I mean, you know, anybody that anybody that criticizes Ariel has a, a, a pretty good reason to criticize Ariel. Cool, but you got to respect what he's done, and he fucking shut that shit down. So, like, yep. Ariel to me, like, well, I mean, he might even be like over Rogan in terms of. Like, I would have said, like, Rogan, Rogan, Rogan up until fucking shit. Because even fucking, you know, Rogan shut Patty down. Like, oh, how how much are you going to fucking pay me for this interview? Like, Mm -hmm. fucking shut up. That's Joe Rogan. Show some fucking respect, you dumb fuck. So, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, Needless to say, Patty the Patty is also. I think this is the most consensus pick. Patty Patty Pimlet is the most overrated fighter of the year. 
Even Molly McCann fucking beat the brakes off an old girl. That, that spinning fucking back fucking elbow? Shit. It was two spinning back whatever for her. Shit. Until she got beat. Yeah, man. So, just saying. Okay, so um, going down the list. The disappointment of the year. I will have to say Carla Esparza versus Rosnama Yunus. That match was a disappointment. So, yes, I'm going to whatever, but I might have I might have been on shrooms during that one. (laughs) 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 I could could tell you one way or another what the fuck happened. Like, um, I looked up the, the screen and shit looked like Playmation. And shit was like Celebrity hey, Deathmatch. Hey, when we broke that fight down that yeah. Thursday, we were talking about how surgical it was going to be. Yeah. How Rose is going to piece her up, maintain distance control. We sold yeah. the fight better than they did. <laughs> for sure. We sold the fight better than they did. 100%. Us. <laughs> Keyboard Warriors, fucking Luke Thomas, fucking Rogan, like all of us, we all fucking sold that that fight better, you know. And again, you, you gotta respect Carlos Farsa, you gotta respect Rose, but that shit was not great. Um, not at all. No, no, no. But I'm actually gonna go outside of the octagon, mm-hmm. okay, with my disappointment of the year. Okay, what was it? It comes in two forms. Okay. Form one. James Krauss. Okay. Okay. James Krauss. Because okay. the the assuming the way that the fucking strong arm of the law comes down on the UFC, <laughs> this is gonna fuck up a lot of things already, right? Um, do you know the, the you know back in the day fighters used to be able to um you know like they they would after their fight they can go back out into the crowd and watch the rest of the card right yeah yeah and then there was some sort of fight i i think it even predates leon and and fucking masvidal mm-hmm. but a fight ended up happening maybe it was connor and, and diaz something something happened or whatever uh but now the you know once you and I found out after UFC 209 with Albert Morales like we got escorted from the fucking you know premises after he won so um so that was that right and it took one bad apple to spoil the whole bunch and fuck it up for the rest of everyone right mm-hmm. so you remember how like there like if you're a fighter on the undercard right and there was a couple fighters that did this they're like I bet on myself. Yes, I've heard. There was even fucking fighters on contender series. There was like one motherfucker during the pandemic. Like it was like, oh, it was like twelve to fucking, you know, show right. Like you know, show and win money was twelve grand, right? And he put that shit on himself, and then he lost. But there was one that won though. Oh really? Yeah, there was one that I know. There was there was one that lost for sure, but there was one that won. And then also that almost. Yeah, that was that almost, and and for sure there was somebody during the fucking you know um, the uh, the Fight Island shows. I want to say like one fight, one fight per card, 
like in average, that's how it went down, right? So James Krause kind of fucked it up for everyone. So if you're getting five and five on a short notice and just want to fucking roll on black and shit like that, you cannot do that anymore. You're not getting any of the fucking DraftKings money. You're not getting any of this ESPN Bookham shows money. You're not getting any of that shit. You're just getting five and five. Hey, just get a loan. Get a loan and uh, invest that loan money. And then when you win, pay the loan back. I mean, don't James (laughs) Cross it. Damn it. (laughs) Jesus. Shh. That was what's, what's the second part? The one, the only Douglas motherfucking Crosby. He's the dude who Raphael Stotts and fucking Danny Sabatello in Bellator. Oh yeah, that referee or that, that fucking judge, judge, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. you gonna you gonna do that shit in Bellator world title fight? And that's not just because Danny Savitello is a fucking asshole. That ain't because <laughs> fucking Raphael Sots is a homie. No, no. that This is some bullshit. And you've had questionable calls. Like, he's the male Adelaide Bird. No right. bullshit. But Adelaide Bird, I don't think she understands the sport. No. Fucking Douglas Crosby does. Maybe he's one of those James Cross type fellas. He he votes the way that he, he thinks that the so maybe just maybe right tin foil hat. So mm-hmm. take it for what it's worth, right? <laughs> but Bellator is looking at Danny Sabatello, right, and going like, "Oh, he talks shit. He don't give a fuck. He's got that Conor McGregor East Coast." You know, Italian fucking style. Like fucking Frankie Edgar on roids. You know, like not saying like either takes roids or anything like that. But I'm just saying like you got your fucking East Coast swagger, Italian-American fucking McGregor. So you're going to push him, right? Hey, man, the thing about that guy is it's hard to buy it. It's hard to buy it because, dude. Your greatest suit is jujitsu, man. Like, come on, man. You act like no, you got hands and feet. You ain't no, got no hands and feet. You talk all that smack and you you're grabbing dudes and hugging them. No, no. Well, uh, well, not just the jujitsu. It's also his gas tank. For sure, he's got a gas tank on him. Where's your thing... striking? No, no. I... Striking. Let me, let me see you strike. All right, you know Habib. I mean? <laughs> Habib ain't never done shit ever. Said nobody. Maybe some people. Maybe Voodoo Maximus. Maybe Voodoo might have. Maybe Voodoo might love fucking Habib's hey, manager. But like I told you, like I told you, <laughs> we ain't even gonna mention that fool. Like I told you though. Oh. Like I told you. Like I told you, Islam is way better than Khabib. Oh, 100%. And, and Usman better than Islam. Yeah, no, all day, all day. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's, I, I mean, as we talk right now, t- ending 2022, that's mm-hmm. it. Some shit can change, and that's what we yeah. love about this sport. Yeah. But again, Douglas Crosby, right? 
fucks up the shit at, in a Bellator world title fight. Could have fucked up the way Rafael Stotts provided for his family at Christmas. Fucked up his record. Gave the world title to somebody that was the shits, you know? Then what does he do? Fucking not even get breakfast. Gets Mm. out of fucking Mohegan Sun. It was at Mohegan Sun. You know where they used to have the fucking, you know, Yokozuna and shit like that? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. Right? So Mohegan Sun is a native land, right? Yeah. In Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to fly, like, he had to drive to fucking New York and then fucking fly to Vegas and score fucking patty the the same fucking way. (laughs) He's the disappointing one. James Krause, Douglas Crosby. That's my fucking most disappointing motherfuckers of the year. Hey, he should get investigated too. Well, all of them. Fuck it, you know. Throw the ass with Sam Bankman Freed and all that shit. Hey, hey, hey! Screw up the cards or screw up the the judging. No one has ever said that about Mister Bell. Ooh, ooh, Jesus! Bell, you know what I'm saying? That's my man right there, man. No, I, I thought you yeah, Mike Bell. Mike Bell's a shit. Dave Michael Bell, every every fucking they take him to Fight Island. Bellator would take him and the you know Herzog to fucking France and shit like Man. fuck. That's Dave the Michael dude that knows the shit. Dave Who who we got? We got Beltran. Mm-hmm. Dave Michael Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Romero, right? Mm-hmm. Chris mm-hmm. Lieben. Yes. Fucking who else? The one that used to fight uh, Matt Hughes. Trig, Frank Trig. Trig, yeah, Trig. Mm-hmm. We we got Trig. We got uh, who else, man? We we've got we've got the Denkins, right? Dave and Jackie in judging capacities. Mm-hmm. Both amateur and uh, CSAC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Like fucking Herb fucking Dean. Jesus Christ. Herb, Herb the gold standard. Gold standard. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? Dave Michael Bell will tell you. Dave Michael Bell was up under fucking Herb Dean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here's the deal. Herb Dean's last course. You know who's the co-coach? Who? Herb on one side, and David Michael fucking Bell on the other. That's right. That's Just saying. Right. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Addis, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, my guys? Good to see you. Happy, healthy. Yeah. Hey, bless you, brother. Bless Likewise. you and the family. Likewise. Hope you guys have a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, holiday season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got a couple. Uh, so promotion of the year. I think this mm-hmm. is a this is a this is a gimme, right? This is a gimme. But yeah, yeah. What you got? Hey man, look. When I look at the uh, the sport of mixed martial arts, I look at it from the executive uh, standpoint, and I also look at it from the athlete standpoint. When it comes to maximizing and 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 growing. 
uh, every year surpassing the previous year continuously for the past five, six years, if not more. No company is doing that like the UFC. Yeah. I think the UFC might have done better than WWE this year, this past two years. Obviously, it's hard to tell, right? Because, yeah. like, um, so the parent company of UFC is Endeavor, and Endeavor mm-hmm. has stock. Right. And it's a fraction of what WWE is. Right, right, right. Right? But then yeah. WWE lost Vince McMahon. But, uh, I mean, the the stock actually upticked. And it was trading around $74 and has maintained like 74 to, I want to say, I think it peaked at 80 mm-hmm. after Vince left. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that WWE, because, again, if you're just looking at stock price, right? UFC is like one, I don't even think it's the third. So when you look, and, and this could be bullshit metrics, but the, the, this is what I judge, right? So they said the reason why Spotify, right? I know it's an apple to oranges comparison, right? But they say that the reason why Spotify cut Rogan that fucking deal is because the amount of listeners and downloads that the Joe Rogan experience gets is like Taylor Swift, who at the time is, I mean, when you're when you're talking about singer-songwriters and getting a bulk uh, to the singer-songwriter and what it gets to a platform like Spotify, a Rogan episode is, with a popular guest, is like, Taylor Swift dropping a once every three year album in wow. terms of revenue. So when you think about that, and you you float it back over to the UFC, right? Think about everything in the in Endeavor's you know portfolio, right? And maybe UFC is maybe not even five percent of their gross total revenue. I don't know if you, I don't know if we will actually know what the UFC will bring in. Mm-hmm. But if you're just looking at stock price, WWE hasn't beat. And Dane Donovan says, uh, Casey, how much Vince lost on the XFL? Looks like fucking Wayne Johnson's going to take an L too. Yeah, he hasn't even dropped it yet. But he dropped Black Adam, and that's uh, I could have told him being Black Adam doesn't have its perks at all. I could have told him because I'm a Black Adam. Hey, hey, he was yoked in Black Adam, though. I might have had an egg yolk before we hey, started the podcast. He said, he said, Dwayne Johnson said, I'm not wearing no damn plastic suit. I'm just gonna go ahead and roar it up and get super jacked and yoked. You know what I'm saying? Like I am the bodysuit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but I could have told him, like, hey, 
being Black Adam doesn't have its perks. <laughs> like see, because and Addis is like, no, it's not. I got a fucking sore ass throat. Calm down, calm down. I actually took a test like two days ago, so I'm good. I'm good. I just I don't like this time of the year. My fucking allergies get all fucked up. So just saying, but I'm okay. Fucking kick out of this motherfucker. Um. So. Uh. So uh, yeah, UFC, right? And and just to parlay what you you were saying, um, what I'm going to say in terms of the UFC, right? I mean, they literally, you know, gave ESPN the cow, right? Not just the milk, but the fucking cow, and the right? golden goose. Yeah, all of it, right? Because they basically were like, all the shit, you know, we built up this fucking UFC fight pass. Fuck it, you don't want it? That's cool. We'll put all of our shit. They cannibalize UFC Fight Pass for mm-hmm. ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. They conditioned mm-hmm. us, especially during the pandemic, right? And just like just like WWE, I don't think they were more better suited coming out of the fucking pandemic in terms of sports franchises than UFC and WWE, because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. WWE train just kept on going. They just ran it mm-hmm. out of fucking stadium. Mm-hmm. Then they ran it out of baseball stadium. Dana looked at Vince McMahon and was like, oh, shit, that's it? Fuck, we already got a fucking facility out in Vegas that, uh, you know, we, we're we going to fucking film the Ultimate Fighter. But mm-hmm. then Vegas was like, nah. It's like, okay, cool. Yo, Ron DeSantis, what y'all doing in Florida? Mm-hmm. And we remember we had those fucking fights at Vice Star in uh, what is it, Jacksonville? Home of mm-hmm. AEW, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, shit. So, they've you know, they've uh, you know, they to me, uh, no better suited. So, it, it went from like if you're in our generation, you went from UFC not even being on like being a tape, not even carried at all fucking video stores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you could barely get it on fucking pay per view, even if you wanted to fucking pay for it. Fucking mm-hmm. pay per view characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you went to fucking what is it? Fuel TV. Mm-hmm. Fuel TV versus right. Fuel TV mm-hmm. into versus mm-hmm. that morphed into fucking Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in between, it was like Spike because that's where mm-hmm. we get the fucking Ultimate Fighter. That's right. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from Fox, right? And we had Fox cards, the fucking Kane Velasquez and fucking Junior Dos Santos. I was on a, I was on free fucking TV. Mm-hmm. One, they they said yeah, we don't give a shit about the rest of the card. We know you want the fucking main event, and mm-hmm. it was a title change with fucking you know, Kane Velasquez his fucking boat body broke down on him and shit like that. So I mean, yeah. So yeah, up in, so, up in altitude. No, no, that was the Anaheim card. Oh yeah, wait. When? Anaheim? Yeah, Kane. Yeah, the guillotine. Yeah, Kane. Kane getting fucking starched by uh, Junior Dos Santos. That was the Fox card in Anaheim. Uh, I was thinking. 
um uh Verdum and Verdum, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Verdum, yeah, no, Verdum, Verdum, and uh, whatever in Mexico City that was actually mm-hmm. on a pay per view, but mm-hmm. the very first Fox card, yes, yes, like yes, for yes. free, like on yeah. Fox, like if you turn on Channel Eleven, if you're here in LA, yeah, he hit him with that. He boo whopped them, knocked them out with that chin check. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, uh, Ada says, uh, "Yo, I'm in Washington State lately. Uh, it was below four the other day, and today it's like forty five out, dude. Wow. Yo, know, Washington crazy. State has got like the fucking L.A. I used to joke about like, hey, you know, we would have like fucking weird swings in weather, right? How to be like." 40 degrees at night and then 90 in the day and shit like that. And I was like, you know what? Fucking LA people have, uh, you know, have factored into the weather because the weather is just as bipolar as the people of LA. <laughs> so I guess y'all got it up there in Washington State. So, hey, what? <laughs> and yes, pay-per-view prices are going up. Soon it'll be $100 a pop. No, 100%. Along with uh, ESPN Plus increasing another five dollars, so it's fourteen ninety nine. You remember it was like four dollars without fucking commercials, then ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's fifteen plus. And uh, Adam says Hulu has it all. Not in my region, but mm-hmm. I might have other means. Mm-hmm. Hulu does have it all. Those commercials are out of control on Hulu. But isn't well, isn't Hulu Disney anyway? Is it? I know. Yeah. Well, I have it where it's uh, Disney, Hulu, and one other one. I think Amazon. I don't. I don't remember. No. It's it's three no. that come in a package. Okay. What was it again? You know what my well, I was about to say. Do you know what my package cost? What? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, no, but the the pack the the package. Oh, there we go. Okay, the package that I have. Yeah. It's Disney Plus. Uh huh. ESPN. Oh yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the same one I have too. Okay. ESPN, Disney, and Hulu. Okay, for a fact, what do you know? Disney and ESPN. What's their parent company? Disney. Oh, okay. That's what's up. So if Hulu's in there, just saying. Mm-hmm. We paying the fucking mouse. For our three time, three times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. All right. So, uh, in terms of, do you have a favorite fight card of the year? Uh, there's been so many. It's been too many. I don't even know. It's been a great. It's been a great year. Oh. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. So, um, I think whatever fucking card that had that Chandler Ferguson, where fucking Ferguson gets KO'd, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what, 
That's yeah, the that one. was that was also a good card. What's up? What's up? Card. With some good promos in it. So that <clears throat> Okay, yeah. Uh fighter of the year. Uh for male. Well actually male let's go fi- female first. Female okay. first. Female fighter of the year is yeah. uh, uh remains Valentina Chevchenko because uh she she finds a way to win. She finds a way yeah. to win. She's dominant. She's remained dominant the entire time. Um, she's the best right now. She's the best. She's the most consistent. She's got to get fighter of the year. No, 100%. Um, I'm actually going talk about adversity. And, and to mm-hmm. me, it's like it's not where you started it's where you finish mm-hmm. to me it's a fucking goat it's fucking amanda nunez she regained her 135 pound title you know she um, shouldn't have lost it though she, i mean she had she had no business losing in the first place i'm not impressed by her performance okay all. okay i mean if you're gonna go that okay well sarah shouldn't have been you know beat fucking saint pierre like we could do those. Did did we, did did Saint Pierre get Fighter of the Year when when he won, when he uh, got his belt back? I don't remember. I don't remember that. It, even if he even if he didn't, I mean, there was an era of MMA and specifically yeah. the UFC where it was just whatever the fuck Anderson and GSP were doing, and I felt like. After GSP beats Sarah mm-hmm. and regains the title, that's when that GSP era of like you didn't care who GSP was fighting. You bought the fucking pay per view. Mm-hmm. So that's that era. So whether he won the fight or not, and to mm-hmm. to me, it's it's all subjective. Just like the greatest of all time or goat. First off. There can only be one goat. You can't say, like, they're the goats. No. If you're saying greatest of all time, mm-hmm. then you're saying greatest of all time. Now, are you saying pound for pound? Are you saying by weight class? And I think you have to do eras, right? Mm-hmm. I think you reevaluate your greatest of all time. I, I think the most consistent way and fairest way of judging is per division every five years. And that's uh, to me. That's that's how you get accurate. And then let's let's just say you kill women's featherweight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just because USC doesn't have it, maybe Invicta still has one. Maybe one championship still has one. And whatever the last, the. Uh, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. Hello? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, whoever the last most dominant featherweight champion of the UFC, mm-hmm. you compare that to, 
you know, the dominance of the current day, you know, one championship women's featherweight or mm-hmm. the Invicta or whatever, you know, and then that's how you whatever. And maybe in that particular weight class, UFC doesn't even fucking have a, a stake in it anymore because they don't carry the division anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You can do dream matches and shit like that, but like it still doesn't hold water. You know? So that's that. Um, Dane Donovan says, I'm surprised Brendan Schaub doesn't have more of a footprint in the UFC as like an, an analysis. Um, I think it's because of his relationship with Dana, but love him or hate him. He has a big platform, uh, but the folks in the, the MMA community hate that man. I mean, Brendan Schaub does like, I was on the Brendan Schaub shit until the Bobby Lee thing. Where you know the the comedian Bobby Lee? Yes, yes, yes. So you can literally go on a YouTube wormhole of like what Shab did to kind of like fuck up. I mean, not to say his relationship with uh, his girlfriend uh, Bobby Lee's girlfriend wasn't already on the rocks or whatever, but. Like he let a lot of stuff out that the couple, right? And you know, mm-hmm. it's Bobby Lee and Kalila that do the Tiger Belly podcast, you know, Bobby mm-hmm. Lee's podcast and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's as much hers as it is his, mm-hmm. um, and that's yeah, from him. But yeah, um, that was I actually unsubscribed from Shab, uh, because, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like you do. Do what you want, right? You know, if you right. have an open relationship or whatever, that's your own fucking business. Like grown folks do grown folks shit. But like when you, again, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I went through a wormhole where like I fucking had to get, you know, to the bottom of it and shit like that because it was like a lot of people that I was listening to, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, Rogan was in it. Fucking Brian Callen was in it. Fucking Theo Vaughn was in it and shit like that. Tom Segura, you know, Christina Przinsky, like all these people that I like and I respect and whatever, and they all had an opinion of it. And in every instance, Brendan Schaub didn't come out looking like a good guy. Mm. So uh, I think that's, I mean, that's just my take on it. So, you know, that's it. And, uh, Dane Donovan says, "John, the pound for pound." Not right now. He hasn't fought in two, three years. Not right I, now. When he comes back and he dominates whoever he beats, then he goes right back to number one. I'm sorry. Like my, my pound for. Pound. I mean, it's it's top three. It's in no particular order. Mm-hmm. In no particular order, it's Jones, Mighty Mouse, G- GSP. GSP, he he might have lost to maybe like a BJ Penn, mm-hmm. because BJ Penn just fucking fought everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. weight class, he was like. A more successful Sakuraba, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when GSP took that title from Bisping, mm-hmm. that 
kind of cemented it. You can argue that even though Bisbing was on his way out, he's one of the he only was the champion. Yeah, and, and he's one of the only guys that, it, to me, it used to be a scarlet letter when when guys, you know, especially in combat sports, mm-hmm. whether whether it be boxing or MMA, and this is still my my barometer. When when they're saying in press conferences or um, you know the fucking hype videos and shit like that, the embeddeds or countdowns and you know twenty four sevens and shit like that. Oh, this is the best I've ever felt. You're gonna get your ass knocked out, mm-hmm. and that started for me when I started to notice it. It was Chuck Liddell versus uh, Rashad. Then when Rashad fucking got beat by fucking, was it Rampage? John Jones. Oh yeah, fuck at light heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, right, hundred percent. So that's that. That was that, right? Rashad going into John Jones was like, I've never felt better. This is the best I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. Some some semblance of that. When I hear that from an aging fighter, it's a rep. Michael Bisping is the only one, mm-hmm. the only one, said this is the best I've ever felt and fucking proved it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But when he beat Bisping in a different weight class, that's where, like, whatever. So for me, my pound for pounds, like when you say pound for pound, Mighty Mouse. No question. No question. And, and I'm not mad he, at it. Yeah. What he did in one championship this year? Fuck. The, the only thing that I would say is John Jones has never been defeated. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and is he taking that fight with fucking uh, Blahovich? You know that that I downgraded his stock in terms of the pound for pound. That was a good. That was a good loss for him. Yeah, it was a good loss. But yeah, see, does, look, he he doesn't really lose much because he went out of his comfort zone. He gave something up. Okay. He's like so, it's like it's like out of a hundred, he went down to eighty-five to fight someone else at a hundred. No, hundred percent. But let's just say, let's say, in twenty twenty-three, I think a lot of people are, and we thought we were going to get it this year, but John Jones at heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So if John Jones loses at heavy, in my, in my view, depends on how. Okay, how if, he loses if he gets starched. And, but, and, and 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 if he gets starched, it sure hurt him bad because he has already determined he is leaving the current weight class and he's moving on to the yeah. next weight class. Now he is officially part of that weight class. Yeah, there is no going back and forth anymore because he's already told us that he is a heavyweight now. Right. So if he loses a heavyweight, it should be a severe punishment in regards to the standing. Right. Hundred percent. Uh, Rashad lost to, and I love the, he literally, Mechita. yeah, he spelled it just like how we say it. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so there's that. Um, so that was the, the women's, the female fighter of the year, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Male fighter of the year. I got Paul Thong. Same. Paul and Thong. You remember how I was saying? You remember mm-hmm. how I was saying? Like, he's not my breakout, but he's mm-hmm. he's he's my fighter of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without Paul question. Because, Without um, question. Mm-hmm. Everything that he said he was going to do to Izzy, he fucking did. And he did mm-hmm. twice before. <laughs> like, he's the... He's the final boss. He's the overlord. He's the scary guy in the fucking alley. M. Bison. Yeah. He, he, he's M. Bison with the flexibility of Dalzim. <laughs> That's some scary fucking shit, man. Yeah, so he's female. I mean, he's male fighter of the year, 100%. Yeah. Okay, so. No arguments there. Uh, I think this is it. Um, and not not the end of the show because we're gonna uh, go with our uh, uh, most anticipated fights of 2023, our wish list, so to speak. But uh, your fight of the year, fight of the year is a Thong Izzy, because when 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 I when I what it went, my goal for mixed martial arts is that expression that you witnessed when you saw those two go at it. Okay. Yeah, you know, occasional takedown to to active wrestling, active ground and pound. You know, this is what I want to see. I don't want to see somebody who is way too good at wrestling and then nobody else can keep up. You know, I, I, I mean, yes, it's uh, it's there's nothing wrong with it, but at the same time. That this doesn't show me a complete fighter. I want to see a complete fighter. Okay. I want someone who is comfortable anywhere. Okay. Anywhere you want to go, I want. You know what I mean? This is my peak athlete that that I'm looking for. And Usman Nurmagomedov is very, very, very close. Yeah. Very, very close. I, I'm very impressed by this kid. He's my he's my favorite out of Dagestan. I like it. Okay, I, I, I actually for it it's crazy. Um, I actually agree with MMA fighting because mm-hmm. I okay. Uh, let's just see. I just want your takes on it. So, um, air number five. They've got Nate Landwehr versus David o- Onama. Landwehr is the night train, right? Yeah. That was a good-ass good fight. fight. That was a good fight. That was a good-ass fight. The uh, thing is, the thing is, I am not impressed by Slugfest anymore. I've been okay. in this game since the very beginning. Yes, you I've have. Seen, I've seen the transition, you know? Yeah. So when, when, when I – I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching it, but that's not my cup of tea. Right. You know, it, it isn't – the finer things in life. It's more like beer to me, and I'm looking for a martini. You know, this this is how I feel about about those 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 uh brawls. I'm not into brawls anymore. Okay. What's number four? Number four would be Mateus Gamrat against Armin Sarukia. Uh, fights uh, between uh, top grapplers tend to follow one of these two scripts, either 
has enough of a wrestling advantage to neutralize the other, or they just elect to strike. Not in this case. The- Matthews and Armin Sarukin uh, combined for a t- total of 29 take takedown attempts between them over 25 minutes in and an incredible display of wrestling and scrambling ability. This is fine and dandy, but that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. Yeah. I don't want to see 20, 20 whatever minutes of wrestling. Yeah. You know, it right. was a good match. It was a yeah. good match. You know, it was very tactical, but I don't want to see tactical on the ground. 100%. I want, I want, I want look, this is sports entertainment. Right. I understand we have to use, we have to utilize the wrestling and the jujitsu and the clinching, but I want to see some striking, man. This is peak performance for me, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so their number three mm-hmm. is the most recent. It's uh, Wonder Boy versus Holland. I understand why. Yeah, that's that number two. It's for the same reason of what I'm talking about right now. Striking, hundred excellent, excellent peak performance. Striking, occasional grapple here and grapple there. It's okay, but I want majority striking. I want majority striking because that's where it's at. That's where the entertainment factor is. Right, and and that's their number three. So uh, for their number five is Landwehr Onama. Number four, Mateus Gamrat versus Surukin. Wonder Boy versus uh, Trailblazer or Shit Talker. Either way. Um, mm-hmm. So number two is Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns. See, that's a, that's another slugfest. I'm not into slugfest. Right. If it was precision striking, then I'd be like, ooh, you know what I mean? But nothing precise about it. It was just, I hit you, you hit me. Who's tougher? Who's going to go down first? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, that doesn't impress me. But it was right. a good. It was a, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. it yeah. But it doesn't impress me. Ooh, Dime man. a dozen. Ooh. Dime a dozen. Voodoo Maximus getting that fucking Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. <laughs> Got the lust, but you. Nah. All right, fuck. I'm. I'm not impressed by your performance. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, that was. That was number two, right? And number one, I wholeheartedly agree with, but not for the reasons that they mentioned. It is Glova Teixeira versus Yuri Prohoshka. Okay, I'll go for it. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not even going to... Okay, I'll, I'll touch on what they want. They're, they're looking at the fight. Was there any doubt? The greatest light heavyweight title fight of all time? Uh, with more twists and turns than a, than three Stephen King's uh, novels put together, I all agree. action of, from Prohaska, you know, semi-improvisational striking, and then Teixeira's mix of elite grappling and brutal power punching. Right, mm-hmm. it was a scrap mm-hmm. for the ages. So mm-hmm. here's what: think about. Okay, so to me, it was the the tale of two phenoms, mm-hmm. right? Because we'll talk about Glover first. Glover was the fucking boogeyman for over a decade. He was the one that couldn't get a fight because... Of, couldn't even get into the country. It Couldn't even get into the country. But this is the fucking 
I mean, literally the training partner of fucking Chuck Liddell doing the fucking Chuck Liddell's greatest run in the UFC. Right? This is something somebody that John Hackleman, right? Again, before Greg Jackson, before all these great coaches, Hackleman was that, that guy, right? Hackleman is saying, like, you could fucking feel like I've got a fuck. I'm holding the bag for Glover, and I can feel his knuckles through the bag. A lot of people forgot that. You yeah, know? a lot of people. A lot of people forget that he's forty-five. <laughs> Still at the top of his game. I mean, old school is cool, man. Old school is fucking cool when you go to Glover Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Then you get to. Yuri. Yuri was the fucking booty boogeyman. I'm talking about that that fucking hairstyle was connecting to the fucking ancient aliens, fucking you know, half monk, half alien. That dude was mm-hmm. that's so those two Yamato Musashi was his hero. Yeah. Book so of again, five rings. Right. So again, those two guys fighting for Essentially, Jones and Daniel Cormier's title, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first, like, real vestiges of what the light heavyweight division looked like without Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had Jan, right? Jan Blahovich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had these two. And mm-hmm. one of which, in Glover, you know, the I don't want to say he was the leftover from the DC and John Jones era. Mm-hmm. He was. He fucking was. You know, I take it back, bro. I take it back. Now that I think about it, this match is actually fight of the year. I totally agree. Yeah. It makes sense because they're grappling. Even though there was grappling in this match, it yeah. was weaponized grappling. Yeah. It was It was a means to an end. It was a means yeah, to an hurt. end of whooping your ass. They were trying to really murder each other. Yeah. So in a technical way too, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, uh, um, it wasn't. It's like a fucking samurai. Grappling. It's like a ginsu yeah, yeah, knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. just hack it, hack it, hack it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was smooth. The transition. It's a thousand awesome. cuts, like precise. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Now that I think about it, you're, yeah, you're, 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 I agree with their top five uh, thing. Especially the number the one, one on the list, yeah. I yeah, and that. I, 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 that if you're looking into like putting it into the 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 pantheons of of combat sports history, that has with the technical prowess of the actual mm-hmm. fight and the build up to it, and who mm-hmm. these two were mm-hmm. at the time that they fought over a championship. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go on as like one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes, I totally, I totally, I'm with it, one hundred percent. I think they they got a, uh, inducted into a Hall of Fame for that fight already. Fuck yes, uh, I believe. Fuck so. yes, that's. And unfortunately, what befell of Brahaska, you know, like I think it even means more. 
I think it means more now than it did now did them because we I mean we thought we were going to have the what is it uh, what did Mike Goldberg say after he, uh, Machida but uh, you know blasted fucking uh, Rashad oh the Machida era or the uh, or what's it the Shogun era you know like and that shit never happened you know this was supposed to be the era the, the era of Yuri and it you know hey, Yuri man, versus Akachev and Yuri. Shit. Yuri gave up that belt so he wouldn't hold up the division. 100%. Respect to that dude, man. Yeah. He's he he's a different breed. Hey, what did what did what did Tyson Fury say recently? I'm cut from a cloth that a cloth that a cloth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that that thing that he said, he is describing Yuri yeah. Chaska. Yeah. Most definitely. He's cut from a different cloth, man. He's one of a kind. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, percent martial artist. Yeah. So, speaking of one of a kind, right? I mean, we got a lot of fucking fights that we had during twenty twenty two. But if you were just kind of putting it out there and you wanted the MMA gods to hear you, what does it look like for your anticipated fights or dream matchups in twenty twenty three? There's so many of them. You know, let's start from the bottom. Let's Not for me. Bottom. I got like I only got a couple. <laughs> little guys. Okay. Little guys. Uh, I want to see Moreno and um, Figueredo again. Number four. I want to see that immediately. I, I think we're gonna get that. That's good. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, Next up, I want to see what's that Olympian guy, the little short guy, the Cejudo, King Cejudo and, and Al Jermaine. Al Jermaine. I want to see those two go. Well, like next, I want to see them immediately. Cejudo is back in the fucking USADA testing pool, so good. I want to see them go immediately. Okay. I want to see. I want to see Connor versus Chandler. That'll be a good one. I mean. The only thing that I the ink hasn't been put to paper, but I feel like the promotional marketing fucking team of the UFC is on that shit. Good, good. That'll be phenomenal. Okay. They're both great on the mic. Imagine the promo. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> sound like Donkey Kong. The promo is gonna be off the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Fighters, man, if that happens, man, all you fighters take notes, man. No, fuck. You want to be on the fucking undercard and figure out a way to shine some of that shit right back on you. You know what I'm saying? Take notes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Fifty-five. Uh. I want to see uh, Makachev versus uh, who is that? That that he hasn't. I want to see him versus uh. Uh, the uh, what was that fight number five? Uh, number four is it? Uh, Sharukian. Oh, Sharukian. Yeah, Sharukian. Armin Sharukian. I want him to run that back. Okay. At one fifty-five, I'd like to see that this coming year. Okay. Uh, going up to one seventy, I want to see Edwards, of course, run it back with a Usman. Usman first, and yeah. then a non-title match with Masvidal. That's oh shit! I want a grudge match between them two. Oh shit! I don't want it. I don't want a title to be on the line. 
Okay. All right. I want it to be a grudge match. Fuck it. Let's make it fun. Fuck it. Masvidal puts his BMF. Yeah. 185, 185. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just. Got about the BMF, though. Yeah. 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 Put that shit on the line. That'll be a good one on the line. We bring Rock's ass back out, or you want to be fun?
You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Miz. Yeah, yeah. no, Mac loves that. Uh, no, 100%. Uh, no, but, yeah, like, Anthony Smith is getting the fucking, he, he's getting the Roxanne Modafferi award of just, like, you know, being skilled but not, not good enough to get it done, you know? Like, because Roxanne, I don't think she ever won a title. <laughs> Same thing as Smith. Every it took a whole lot of beatings. Yeah, and Smith. He's well, been in fights, huh? He's been in a lot of fights. No, hundred percent. But like, he's never won a title, but is on the fucking ESPN panel. Yeah, but that's one thing that Roxanne couldn't do. So I mean, and nothing. Not I'm a Roxanne fan, so don't. Like, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to shit on Roxanne Waterfire. Yeah. To me, she's one of the greatest of all time. Yes, but yeah, I mean, you're right. But, but Legends Division, like Shayna Baszler, like Legends Division, when they're fucking, you know, like fucking Jorge Masvidal can talk about like a fucking three piece and a soda and shit like that. No, Roxanne and Julie Ketsy and fucking, you know, Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. those ones. Marlon's Conan, they were fucking fighting for fucking two pieces and a fucking soda. Yeah, that two piece and a soda thing really pissed me off, man. <laughs> Could not really tell, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's let, let's let's get your fucking boy. Uh, not he's he's not anybody's fucking boy, but like fucking Leon Edwards. Let's yeah. let's get that fucking BMF, and, and and let's have some fun. That's what I'm saying. And when we make it to that heavyweight division, you know that John Jones and Ghana. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the low key. That's the um, you know the fight that that Rumble should have gotten. Mm-hmm. Theoretically speaking, like that. That's you know that's gonna be a hell of emotion for I know for John for sure because that's a fight that you know that's that's the type of fight that. Uh, Rumble was going to give him, but the, the dimension is obviously like Rumble was never champ. Nanganu, theoretically speaking, depending on how negotiations go with the UFC, and if he doesn't already go to fucking boxing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, he is going to be the champion going into it, theoretically speaking. So, um, and then Rumble didn't have the fucking wrestling shit. That fucking Nganu used on fucking gone. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it looks wasted. This guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, there you go. Dude, I got a mushroom tea here. <laughs> Shout out to Space Tea. So, <laughs> so we're, we're fucking getting it. Uh, Space Tea, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Love your shit. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, so you're heavyweight. Yeah, your heavyweight is Jones and Nanganu, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So for me, my 2023 wish list is not because I think everything else is gonna happen, but I'm fucking putting this shit out there. Okay. The only fights that I really want to see, honest to goodness, and this is legacy shit for me, and I think it's legacy shit for the people involved. Okay, so it all has to do with women's featherweight. You know what this is? What you got? What you got? It's either Kayla Harrison, who just lost to uh, Larissa Pacheco. Now, mind you, 
you know, PFL does it in seasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fucking uh, Kayla is already three-time champion. So she's got $3 million in the you know, she won the tournament three times. She got three belts, whatever. Larissa just got this last one. Mm-hmm. And Larissa, I think it was the last season that she, you know, she lost to whatever. So this is like, uh, or the year before. I can't can't remember which, but one of the previous seasons that Kayla Harrison ended up winning both the and the million dollars. Well, basically, Larissa Pacheco, um, you know, avenge that loss. And now she's the 2022 PFL women's featherweight champion, mm-hmm. but that's not like a world recognized. That's just a season. You know, it's a, it's a trinket. Not to say it's any less badass because the money's better, you know, theoretically. And, you know, like whatever, you know, a loss isn't really a loss because you just lost the tournament final versus the top in the division. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Literally, it's super fights. It's either Kayla floats over to Bellator, Cyborg, Kayla Cyborg, okay, or she goes to UFC, Kayla Nunes. Kayla's whack to me, bro. No, 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 that's cool. I'm good with it. Names that you mentioned, I'd rather see the 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 rematch between Cyborg and, and Amanda. Kayla's, she, I don't, I don't know where where she she she's been waxed since day one to me, bro. Like, no, that's fine, that's fine. But again, I'm saying legacy. I'm saying legacy for no all. Of... Kayla's what I'm telling you, bro. No, 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 no. Now, Kayla's a legit. If we want to talk about legacy, that rematch is where it's at. I two women so. in mixed martial arts history. I don't think so because you know what? If you're really going that. Nunez's legacy is Shevchenko. She's beaten her too. Mm, yeah, but beat her twice. no, no. Didn't Shevchenko beat Nunez once? Nah, she ain't never lost to Shevchenko. She's beaten Shevchenko by by split decision twice. Okay, all right. Yeah. I don't care. So that's <laughs> cool because. I'm just saying, champions, championship. That's what I'm talking about. Legacy, like those super fights, right? Everybody, why was the fucking Monday Night Wars so fucking dope? Yeah, because it was fucking. It was a super fight. It right. So when fucking Hall came through the fucking crowd on Monday Nitro, in fucking you know jeans, fucking you know vest, combat boots, and fucking you know uh, ass wash jeans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We thought he came from the other fucking side. Mm-hmm. Hey, when, didn't DS start that though when they drove through with that tank? No, that was afterwards. That was after. Okay, okay, okay. that was after. Okay, because because when whatever um, was it Hunter? Mm-hmm. Hunter was like, it was either Hunter or Billy Gunn. That was like, you, my friends are in there. Shut. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott. Kevin, <laughs> like that—that that was that. <laughs> that's that's actually what made, that's actually what made like WCW kind of look whack because like whatever. And Kevin has said that they're like they were like right before the fucking rolling door, or whatever. They were right there, mm-hmm. like 
Scott and fucking uh, Kevin and like DDP, they were like right like, on the other about 30, 30 feet away at fucking Norfolk Scope in Virginia. <laughs> so I'm just saying, but that that's the reason why, right? Yeah. When Chandler came over, when Ferguson came over, uh, not Ferguson, um, uh, Alvarez, when Alvarez came over, even before that, Gilbert Melendez came over. You know, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Ill Will. Ill Will Brooks. Uh, fucking. Uh, who's the other one? Fuck. Uh, shit. You could even put David Brands in there. Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Um, even though Robert Lawler was day, like almost day one UFC. Right, right, right. You could still put him. Oh, um, Luke Rock. No, yeah, Luke Rockhold is another one, but um, the one that was talking all that shit about the liberals right now. Uh, oh yeah, the little uh, the one that just lost, right? No, isn't it? Uh, fucking God, he's out of scrap pack. You're not talking about the guy with the camel shorts. No, 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 no. You're talking about Bryce Mitchell. I'm talking about scrap pack. Diaz, Lawler, I mean, uh, Diaz, Gilbert Melendez, uh, who's Jake. the other one? Jake. Not Franklin. Huh? Jake Shields. Shields, Shields. You remember Shields GSP? Yes, yes, that was awesome. That right. I remember. Yeah. yeah, and walking by, you know, yeah. in the hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That so was that, awesome. Yeah, so again, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, Right. And then, and then, even when like Nunez got knocked out by fucking uh, you know, uh, um, Benya, right? And Kayla and her fucking no, no, because she saw the fucking dollar signs. Well, now it's even. Now it's even, and actually, because you're coming off a loss, right? So that negates the reason why you were fucking screaming, right? So now you're the one, mm-hmm. right? And then and you they- got. They used to be uh, teammates or whatever. Yeah, an American top team, right? <laughs> so you can make a case of, you know, obviously Nunez and uh, Nunez and Harrison, right? But I actually want, uh, I feel like in this particular scenario, it's got to be Kayla Cyborg first. And I think. Especially when uh, Kayla came over to Bellator to fight that one fight. Mm-hmm. No, was it Bellator or was it Invicta? I don't remember. I don't. I don't I'm into her at all. No, but but they 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 let her go over to one of the promotions. It was either Bellator or it was Invicta. It might have been Bellator. Okay, right. So so there's already that working relationship, right? So what I'm saying is, you do. March, Kayla Cyborg. Then, end of the year. Fuck. Let's make it fun. Fucking summer. Assuming, assuming, assuming Kayla gets through Cyborg, which is a big fucking if. Big fucking if. Let's say Kayla, whatever, and theoretically has the claim, whether the, the, the title's on the line or not, has the claim to be defending lineal Bellator women's featherweight champion and she comes over three time PFL whatever and 
It's her and Nunez. And to me, it's legacy. Each one, each one, after this scenario plays itself out, what does Kayla have to prove? What does Cyborg have to prove? What does Nunez have to prove? You do all this shit? Almost like fucking the last Undertaker and Sean, uh, uh, what is it? Undertaker and Triple H fight at, at um, Mania with Shawn Michaels as a referee, right? And after the match, they all go back, raise the hand, and it's a fucking end of an era, right? And realistically, because PFL is keeping this shit open because of Kayla Harrison. Keep, keeping their the women's featherweight open Kayla Harrison, right? Bellator is keeping their featherweight open for Cyborg. UFC is keeping their featherweight division for Nunez to have another belt. Mm-hmm. So, if I mean, if you really wanted to fucking in that scenario, if women's featherweight, if featherweight MMA fighters improve in all three uh, companies, mm-hmm. then fuck it. That's it. And you kill the division. Mm-hmm. Before you fucking close the door on that chapter, those three fights need to happen. Three PFLs. Cyborg puts all of her fucking titles on there. Invicta, Strike Force, whatever. All of it. The greatest featherweight, the female combat sports athlete, right there. Fuck. If if Lil Ali wants to go to 145, put her ass in there too. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it for all the fucking marbles. Greatest women's featherweight of all time. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. And there right. it is. There it is, folks. Mm-hmm. So our 2023 or 2022 uh, end of the year and what we look forward to in 2023. But you're going to get more of us in 2023. Oh, so yeah. We're back. We're back. So first off, thank you all of you guys for fucking chiming in. Uh, like literally every time we drop this shit, uh, no matter when we do it, you guys are there for us. So thank you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. Um, thank you to Bodyslam.net for simulcasting with us. And Voodoo, where can they find you on the socials, bro? On the socials, man. Anywhere Voodoo Maximus is being served. It's Seven Voodoo Maximus on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook page, Twitter. That's what we're, that's how we're rolling. That's what we're doing. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, where you can go with me is According to Woods, the principal podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, obviously, Voodoo in the Woods right here. Uh, and both of which could be live streamed on Bodyslam.net. Go ahead and give them a subscription. So we're doing the... After 83 weeks, we're going to have more of those uh, in the new year. Uh, check out Eric Bischoff's book, uh, Grateful, uh, at ericbischoffbook.com. And then uh, we've got the Woods and Wade podcast with me and Claudia Wade. Uh, that's going down. Uh, we're going to get a, our own page, but you can see that on the According to Woods uh, pages and socials right there. And the Bods of Mayhem, uh, which I do with uh, the... Bod John 
and he's awesome. Uh, we took a look at all four Nature Boys, and we next week on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, that would be, what, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern, we're going to take a look at the many faces of the Great Muda. So you can check that out. Uh, there's a link tree with all the stuff, so you can check that out. But uh, for Voodoo Maximus and myself, for Voodoo in the Woods, uh, happy 2022, and uh, we'll see you in 2023. Peace.